the Slightly Scary Podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Savannah. And we are your ghost hosts. <laughs> this week, we're talking about Waverly Hills Sanatorium. <laughs> Known for being one of the most haunted buildings in the United States, Waverly Hills Sanatorium has no shortage of ghosts. From apparitions of patients long gone to shadow people lurking the halls, you will never really know what to expect when you turn the next corner. Fun thing that I just noticed today mm-hmm. is that I put sanitarium in every single part of this outline, and it is, in fact, sanatorium. Um, one of my friends, Gracie, said, I was telling her, oh, yeah, our episode is about this. And she was like, is it sanitarium or sanatorium? And I was like, I think it's sanitarium. And then I looked it up and I was like, well, that's wrong. Sanitarium. <laughs> sanitarium. <laughs> No, no that's cool I didn't know that was it either you know what I know nothing about this at all only thing I know about it is that it's in Kentucky and that one of my future mother-in-laws and father-in-law they went um and I think she said that she felt like spooked <gasps> but I don't think he did but she said it was really cool and they were they were excited for us to do this episode so there are so many freaking ghosts crawling around this place crawling but even- Yes. Yes, Savannah. They're not There's, walking about. There is specifically the crawler. <laughs> so gross. Did I need to drink wine before this episode? I feel like Am you, I gonna might, get scared? you might get a little freaked out at some points. Just a little bit. I don't think it's too scary. I didn't find any um any stories that were like oh my gosh, I need to stop reading this, you know? Okay. okay. I feel better because that's how I felt with like crybaby bridges. I felt that. Mm-hmm. So right. Ooh, yes. chills. Yeah. But it's good. I've always wanted to go to Waverly. I'd never been, um, no, but I want to go so bad. We should go. My dad was like, I was talking to my dad. I was like, yeah, we're going to do this uh, Waverly sanitarium sanatorium. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. Um, if I say that throughout this episode, I just want to apologize right now because that is what my outline says. So I'm just reading it. I was telling my dad that we were doing this episode and he was like, oh my gosh. He's like, we need contact Savannah. We need to go this weekend so that you guys could go and experience it and then do your episode. And I was like, well, first off, it's Easter weekend. So that can't happen. <laughs> I thought about it. And then I was like, it's Easter weekend. Do we you want to go that. in May instead of me coming to see you? Would you like to take a weekend trip? Yes, we could. We could. We could stay Ashley. with Veronica. And we could have Veronica go too. And yes. We could have Brie. We could. We got to pick a weekend though. I can do. Sorry. I know this is like way off topic. No, it's okay. I could do the week of the 13th and 13th, 14th. I will have to look at my schedule Mm -hmm. and get back to you because I'm unsure of what it looks like right now. But um, yes, I would totally go as as long as my mom and dad can come too, because I know they would want to. I'll put everyone in a group chat just to see if it's a possibility. I love it. And then we could do a follow-up episode. Being like, oh, oh, right here. This is yes. so good. Yes. I do love right it. That's now. awesome. All right. <laughs> so spooky. Savannah, hmm. you ready to dive in? Let's do it. Let's dive in. To really understand the full 
whole scope of this place and how spooky it really is, we have to dive into the history of the building itself. The property that Waverly sits on was originally purchased by Major Thomas H. Hayes, and he bought it to be to build a school for his daughter in 1883. So that's how far a, this goes back. He bought a whole ass school? He bought like the property and then he oh. wanted to build a school on top of it. I think that's cool. That's whack. Could you imagine loving your kids so much that you build a school? I know. He didn't really them? like go into detail about why he built the school. He just said, I'm going to build a school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like 1883 is when that property what became like Waverly. So he started a one room schoolhouse that was located on the property on Pages Lane. He hired a woman, Lizzie Lee Harris, to teach at the school. Well, Lizzie actually had a love for Scott's Waverly novels, so she named the school Waverly School. And Major Hayes really liked that name so that she chose, so he decided to name the property Waverly Hill. I'm already skeptical because her name's Lizzie. I, just... I was thinking that, too. <laughs> Whenever I was I writing this outline, I was like, freaking Lizzie Borden. A non-threatening <laughs> one. I don't know. I don't know. We're about to find out, but this already gave me the creeps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, during the 1800s and early 1900s, America was taken over by the horrific disease known as tuberculosis, or better known as TB. This disease was very contagious and like it took out so many people that they called it the white plague. Um, and there was no cure for it. It would wipe out entire families and sometimes even entire towns. I didn't know this, but Louisville, Kentucky was actually uh, one of the highest. It had one of the highest TB death rates in America in the early 1900s. Wow. Yeah. And they said it was because of the low sitting swampland and it like apparently made it this perfect breeding ground for the disease, which scares me for like Louisville today. Like, are you guys good? That was COVID during. I I know, right? (laughs) In 1910, a TB hospital was developed in Jefferson County, but the disease was so rampant that they had to build a new hospital. The Board of Tuberculosis Hospital bought the land called Waverly Hill to build a new TB hospital on, and they even kept the name Waverly Hill and called the hospital Waverly Hill Sanatorium. Mm. So that's where it developed its name. Waverly Hill Sanatorium was originally a two-story building that was designed to accommodate 40 to 50 TB patients. It opened on July 26, 1910. Now, at the time, TB was a very, very, very serious and contagious disease, so patients were typically kept isolated from the public. Waverly was the perfect place to build this hospital because it was up on a hill and there was land for patients to roam around and have fresh air away from the general public. Well, the more and more TB spread, the more patients there were. And it wasn't long before the small TB clinic had over 140 patients in its walls. Mm -hmm. It was obvious that they needed to build a much larger hospital. So in March of 1924, they began the construction on a four-story hospital that could hold 400 patients. That's the building that you see standing there today. Yeah. The massive. Have you seen pictures of it, Sav? Well, I, I just saw the, the one that you had, and I was like, this looks like a prison. It kind of does. I'm not a fan. Um, and foreshadow that thought really quick um, okay. for a little tidbit later on. Ooh. But this isn't even like, like it expands so freaking far, like 
past this picture. It is massive. That's insane. The new building opened on October 17th, 1926. Now, I want to talk about what life was like at Waverly Hills, just so we have a full understanding of why some of the spirits might still be roaming the hall to this day. Waverly was considered a self-contained community. It had its own post office, the water, its own water treatment facility, and even its own zip code. That's how self-contained it was. That's crazy. And, right? I know. And it, they grew their own vegetables and fruits there, and they even raised their own meat to slaughter. That they were like sound very, I don't know, sanitary. Sanitary. <laughs> they have like pigs and chickens, and they're just like, yeah, you have TB, but like we really need you to go slaughter that pig back there. No, like imagine. all the doctors and stuff and nurses, like were they the ones that were slaughtering whenever they were also simultaneously treating patients? It was probably the nurses. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone who was at Waverly, including the staff, had to say goodbye to the life they had before Waverly because of how contagious and dangerous TB was. But oddly enough, patients could have visitors that would come in and then leave and go back to the general public. So that didn't really make sense. No. Waverly was considered to be one of the most advanced TB hospitals in the nation. And because there was no medicine to at the time to cure TB, the sanatorium had other ways to be to treat the patients. How much do you know about the history of Waverly, Sav? Nothing. I don't know. Okay. Absolutely You're nothing in for a about treat. it. Okay. And You're also, in for a treat. having like this, so I used to work on like a pulmonary floor in a hospital mm -hmm. and we used to treat patients with TB. And so, <gasps> what <laughs> yeah because it's still going around like it hasn't just gone away um it's definitely not as much as it used to be but especially people who immigrate to the united states from different countries or islands like sometimes they have latent tb which is just kind of like sitting sitting around kind of laying dormant so they still have it but like it's we treated patients with like active tuberculosis and so they had to wow. sit and like isolated um rooms in the back where we had to wear like respirators mm -hmm. and go in and help treat them so this is already making me cringe a little bit that they just like let visitors in and out which they did at like the hospital i worked at too but like they had to also wear like huge masks and like right yeah, it was wild that is so wild so <laughs> do they have medicine now to treat tb like is it yes. medicine because we we get shots for it like it's a vaccine correct um I don't think that there's a vaccine for TB. I don't know. I just know I have vaccines as a baby and don't know what they are. So I just figured TB was one of them. Um, yes. Okay. There, it's not widely used in the U.S. though. It's mm. called Bacille Clemente Genere BCG vaccine. Um, but the treatment for it, um, they do provide some like medicine to help. Like we had one person in the hospital for tuberculosis for over a month. Um, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, you can have it for a while. Is it curable? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that's neat. Good, and good for modern medicine. Yeah. But once you have it, it never leaves. Like you'll just have like latent. TV. Is it like dormant? Active. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. And Interesting. Horrible. Like you bleed and can't oh, breathe and you have night it, sweats. Oh my gosh. That sounds awful. Mm -hmm. I feel bad for people that have to experience that. Yep. Sorry. That was just my little. No, I appreciated that tidbit. That was, that was very so fascinating. I'm going to cringe this whole episode. Yeah. I was getting ready to say that's fascinating, especially what we're about to talk about right now. 
So at the time, they thought that fresh air helped treat TB patients since it was a lung disease. So patients were placed in, it's a lung disease, correct? Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just fact check me, please. I know. I like that it's in quotes. Yes, it is. (laughs) It affects the lungs. (laughs) So patients were placed in front of open windows or on porches, no matter what season it was. So you can literally find photos of patients lying outside while there is snow on the ground. And I did attach (laughs) a picture for you, Savannah. This is actually from Waverly Hills. That's horrible. They could be freezing. And it's just like, sorry, you may get hypothermia, but like we need to get that TB out. (laughs) It's like you're either going to die of TB or hypothermia. (laughs) So So, um, I do want to put like a little bit of a trigger warning here or a... um, advisory listening because this is gets a little bit graphic so the hospital was so advanced that they even did experiments on the patients to try to develop a cure for tb that's wrong that's so wrong (laughs) (laughs) the doctors believed that exposing the infected lungs to ultraviolet light would stop the spread of the bacteria so they would perform this in sunrooms and use artificial light in place of sunlight or they would bring them up to the roof and use sunlight Other treatments were far more gruesome. Sometimes they would surgically implant balloons in the patient's lungs and then fill them with air to expand them to let more oxygen in. This procedure was typically done as a last resort, and sadly, many patients did not survive it. Of course not. You're putting a balloon in someone's lung, which I know like at the time they didn't know, but like, holy crap. (laughs) That's wild. You're like, I'm going to bend it up in a balloon animal. And I'm going to put it in somebody. I don't want to imagine somebody doing that. That is scary. That's awful. Another treatment that they did was a lobectomy and pneumectomy, where the surgeons would remove infected lobes or the entire lung. Another more experimental procedure was a thoracolapsy, right? Yeah, thoracolapsy. Thoracoplasty. 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 The removal of ribs from the chest wall. Why? The average, yes. The average patient would lose about seven or eight ribs during the operation and less than 5% survived the oh, operation. Of course. They're taking lungs out of people's <laughs> chest. What do the bones have to do with it? I don't know. Like I, maybe so the balloons could expand farther that they would, oh, I don't know. God. <laughs> That's awful. so awful. They they were not even sitting in there. They're just sitting. And Savannah, one of the most eerie images I saw and it wasn't anything with ghosts or anything. It was just of a doctor and a nurse over, like sitting over this patient doing a procedure and you couldn't tell what it was. They could have been checking their temperature. I don't know. They kind of was covering their face and they had a blanket over them. And I was just like, the fact that you didn't know what they were doing, but reading all these things that they could have been possibly doing, it was terrifying. I was like, this gives me the heebie-jeebies. It was spooky. Oof. Oof. One of my biggest fears is not knowing how I die. Ooh, I know that's, that's like intense, really creepy, that's a but deep thought. It is a really deep thought, but also like when you're having this procedure, you're not going to know how you go because that's they could be doing point. any kind of surgery on you. They could have put a balloon in you or removed some ribs, and like none of that stuff Ooh. worked, and you would just have never known. 
When treatments were not successful and people succumbed to the disease, their bodies were literally dumped through the body chute. And it's also known as the death tunnel. This was a chute that led from the front of the hospital's railroad tracks to the bottom of the hill. And they would secretly dispose of the bodies so that other patients wouldn't realize how many people were dying. Um, the doctors believed that the patient's mental well-being was just as important as their physical well-being. So that's why they secretly did it through a body shoot. Yeah, which I know now. Sorry, I'm about to like just share. All no, it's okay. Papers. I love it. So they they still kind of do that in hospitals, not a shoot, but they'll put mm-hmm. some people in tarps mm-hmm. um, and it kind of looks like a lunch tray. A really long lunch tray as it's going through the hospital. So whatever kind of hospital you work at, if the morgue's usually down in the basement, so you have to transport them and it looks Mm -hmm. like a long like lunch tray and they'll put kind of covers over it that make it look that way. Mm -hmm. That way you can transport the patient down to the morgue without anybody knowing what you're doing. That is wild. Yes, because they don't want people to be like, holy that makes sense. Like why yes. freak people out whenever you don't need to, but, um, body shoot is terrifying. Body shoots terrifying. I wouldn't want to go on a slip and slide. Mm, <laughs> I attached a picture of it later on and <sighs> so you can see what it looks like. It's creepy. Yes. Frank Stewart, a former assistant medical director at the hospital claimed that the highest number of deaths to occur in a single year at Waverly was 152. <sighs> Based on the death certificates that were filed, it was determined that about 6,000 people died at Waverly. Oh my gosh, that's awful. So many people. 6,000. Yes. So by the late 18, by the late 1930s, TB had started to die down and the hospital closed its doors in 1961, but it was reopened a year later as Woodhaven Geriatrics Sanitarium. This one is sanitarium, I think. That's <laughs> whack. Could you imagine having oh my gosh. your last days where people like 6,000 people had no, died? I couldn't pay me enough. I bet Mm-mm. they utilized that body shoot too. Probably. Yeah. Whores. So- Yeah, it was a nursing home. So there have been many rumors over the years about the mistreatment and experiments that were performed on patients in Woodhaven. Some of those rumors have been proven to be false, but some have turned out to be true. For example, electroshock therapy was widely used during this time to supposedly treat a number of ailments. Uh, Budget cuts also led to the worsening conditions in the nursing home, which made the treatments towards patients even worse. Oh my God. Yeah. No, not a fan of electroshock therapy. For what? What is that going to be? For why? Arthritis? No. Right? (laughs) No, it's not. That's so weird. Woodhaven closed its doors in 1982, and over the years, the building and land were auctioned off and sold by many different people with many different plans. Foreshadow Savannah uh, that we were talking about earlier, one developer wanted to turn it into a low-security prison for Kentucky. Nope. That fell through. Good. Another developer wanted to make it into apartments, which sounds like a spooky ghost waiting to happen. No. Mm-mm. Another guy wanted to make it into a chapel and build the largest statue of Jesus in the world. That's but <laughs> impressive. <laughs> I know. 
But a lack of financial planning made all of these plans fail and caused the building to become abandoned. In 2001, Charlie and Tina Mattingly, the current owners, bought Waverly Hills. By the time they bought the building, it had been largely affected by the elements, making it a local haunted house in Louisville, Kentucky. It became a magnet for homeless people and for teenagers looking for ghosts being little daredevils. Mm. Rumors began to spread about the ghosts that lurk in the halls of Waverly Hills, and now the Mattingly's host tours for any and all ghost adventures. They are also in the works of restoring the building because only part of it is restored right now. And I I read somewhere that all the tickets or not all the tickets, but like a portion of all the tickets they sell for like ghost tours and stuff, they just use towards restoring it, which is pretty cool oh, that they like just nice. want to restore a historical building. Yeah, that's cool. Except not. No. <laughs> the ghosts deserve nice mini condos. They in do. The hospital Well, there are many different types of tours you can take at Waverly Hills. For thrill seekers, they have a two-hour guided paranormal tour. (laughs) I want to do that one. Oh, my God. Yes. Sorry, go ahead. No, I just thought that's scary. Go ahead. For history buffs, there is a a two-and-a-half-hour historical tour. So uh, basically about everything we just covered. I wrapped it up for you guys. Congratulations. Um. For those who like to walk on the dangerous side of life, they have a six-hour overnight paranormal investigation tour. You couldn't pay me enough. You, I say you could not. No, I <laughs> would never, ever, ever in a million years, ever. I would for you all. For us, I would do the. <laughs> the two hour one that's it though i could probably barely make it 30 minutes but i would try yeah i two hours is long i think an hour would be great personally mm-hmm. and they even have a yearly haunted house so that's super fun i think that would be really cool to go to we could dress up in our halloween costumes and go <laughs> okay so We know you all didn't turn on our podcast just to listen to the fascinating history of Waverly. No, no, no. (laughs) We know that you want us to get into the nitty gritty of it all. Oh, my God. The ghosts. (sighs) Well, for this part of the episode, we're going to walk you through floor by floor of the ghostly apparitions you might meet along the way. Waverly has no shortage of ghosts. There have been reports of disembodied voices, ghostly figures moving around the halls, strange smells, door slamming, and even the feeling of being touched while no one is around you. Some of the ghosts are seen wearing white, which leads people to speculate that they are actually the nurses and doctors that worked at Waverly in the early 1900s. Others, people speculate, are patients. And some... We just don't know. Oh my god. This I've already got chills, Sabrina. I don't do well with this. Okay. So imagine you're walking up into the sanatorium. Okay. And you you see the big cement building in front of you and you walk through the doors into the main lobby. Why is your voice drop? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's said that the moment you walk into Waverly in the main lobby. It feels like you're already being watched, but that's not where the creepy feelings end. There is a ghost known as the Wailing Woman that greets some guests as they enter. 
She is reported to be very sad and is also chained, bleeding from her hands and feet. Oh, my God. She will howl in pain and scream and run from people as they rush to help her. She is also believed to be a former patient who died during her stay at the sanatorium. Some witnesses have also reported seeing her wandering aimlessly or standing in dark corners, weeping inconsolably. Oh, oh my God. No. Could you imagine if us, if we went there? No. All that? No. Because no, I would immediately leave. I'm going to wear a cross and a rosary with me and I'm going to pray. Okay, Savannah, maybe this is a little bit more creepy than I remember whenever I was writing it because it's dark outside now. <laughs> so I'm a little bit more freaked out. I'm looking chills. at this next picture. <sighs> the body shoot. That's what we're talking about next. So as you can see, they have on the right side is a, just a nice slant, cement slant, where they would wheel the carts for the bodies. And on the left, there are stairs for the nurses to walk it down. So I don't think I'd fit down here. Do they just like throw the bodies down. I think I get stuck. Oh my god. Oh my god. Well, in the body shoot, there is an entity that is known as the creeper seen oh here. Mm-hmm. And apparently, it's also seen in other places in the hospital. It's a shadowy, dark figure that can be found crawling along the walls and floors. (laughs) Described as a tall, thin figure with elongated limbs and glowing red eyes, the creeper is known to move with a more sinister grace, gliding silently through the corridors and disappearing in the shadows. And some people say that it doesn't have any limbs at all. It just kind of has like a snake-like torso. And just like slides around. Um, some people think that the creeper might be a demon. Because it a is. demonic spirit. People would Sounds think correctly. Like that's not a person. Yeah. Numerous accounts of the creeper have been reported over the years. Witnesses claim to have seen it lurking in the shadows, watching with an unnatural intensity. Some have reported being followed by the creeper as they explore the halls of Waverly Hills Sanatorium, feeling a sense of uneasiness and dread in its presence. Others have experienced a sudden drop in temperature, accompanied by an overwhelming feeling of being watched, believed to be the work of the elusive creeper. (laughs) Also, in general, on the first floor, people report hearing voices and seeing shadow figures. So that's Hi. common as well. Sabrina, I regret oh, right. every, every request I've made the two I have made now to go here. I know. I was just thinking that I was reading that. I was like, maybe I don't want to go here. I definitely don't want to go in the body shoot. I know that for a fact. That just seems like a bad place to be. It really does. Cause you're in cement. There's no escape. There's no windows. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Where the light can shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we're moving on up to the second floor. Ding. The second, <laughs> nice. The second floor is known for its dark and eerie atmosphere, with many visitors reporting sightings of shadowy figures. These shadowy figures are often described as dark silhouettes that move swiftly, seemingly without any solid form. Some eyewitnesses have claimed that they see these shadowy figures having glowing red eyes, and they seem to vanish or disappear into the walls or floors when approached. 
The second floor is also where the kitchen was located back in, you know, the time when it was a bus in place. In the kitchen area, the ghostly figure in a white coat has been sighted. Witnesses have also described that they smell the aroma of fresh, freshly baked bread as if this ghost is still going about his normal duties and baking. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I would not accept bread. <laughs> this hostess <laughs> ghost. It could not be me. This guy is not the bunny bread man. He is literally deceased baking. Well, just- could you imagine not even being in rest? Once you've passed and you're still working. Oh my gosh. Never. You won't find me doing that. <laughs> no. Is he still cooking bread for the ghost? Good Lord. No, it couldn't be me. Sorry. That was, that was weird. But it's All weird. Right, Savannah, are you ready to travel up to the third floor? Ding. This floor is said to be inhabited by the ghost of a little boy named Timmy. Of course. This floor is kind of infamous because it's said that if you roll a ball to Timmy and ask him to roll it back, he will. And Mm -hmm. apparently his favorite color is blue. So people will bring him blue balls as like peace offerings, like make him happy. Um, And I was watching a video of these paranormal investigators called Ghost Files. And they went to visit Waverly and they were on this level. They tried to do, um, they tried for like a really long time to, throw the ball towards them but they were like freaking launching it they were like launching it so hard like they were playing dodgeball and i was like okay he's not gonna be too happy if you hit him in the face <laughs> fyi were they um, pelting him they were pelting him oh and then God. they like kicked one and they kicked it so hard i was like this is aggressive like he's a little boy he just wants oh, to like roll it my um, stars and timmy didn't respond mm-hmm. um but this is it the same guy that did the the Lizzie Borden house? Did he come back? No, and do no, this one? no. That's Zach Baggins. Um, this is a different one. This Savannah. This next part gives me chills down my spine. No, no. I'm gonna start crying talking about it. Okay. okay. So they set up a pre-recorded bear device. It was like a stuffed animal bear, um, that was supposed to just constantly ask questions, and they had a camera set on it, and then it like recorded any response it got back um and one of the questions was a little kid saying can you finish this and then they did the knocking sound that was and then it stopped because they wanted they said can you finish this and then you heard the last two knocks (laughs) and then oh my god stop it there was like a series there was like a series of really angry repetitive knocks and I don't know if it was like a gag, right? Mm-hmm. But I hated it. Oh my god! I did I not like that. it. I hate that so much, Sabrina. We can. Can you even finish this? That's what Zach Baggins would do. I, I know. I, I know. There's another little ghost kid on the third floor. Not just Timmy, but apparently there is a little girl who can be seen running up and down the halls. But what's even more eerie is that witnesses say that she doesn't have any eyes. Shut the fuck up. Sorry. Oh my I know. No eyes. What I know. With the TV kids no eyes. I have no idea. I was like is this an experiment they ran on TB patients? I bet they the did. eyes affect the lungs or something. Oh. But I was like that is so scary. I no hated that. Eyes. Yeah. Sabrina, we can't go here. <sighs> I don't want to see a little kid with no eyes running around the halls. That is not in my five-year plan. I'm sorry. 
So we would go up to level four next, Savannah, but I couldn't find much information on the fourth floor because it it might be because that there are some areas of Waverly that are still off limits because they're still doing renovations and those areas are dangerous to the public. So we're mm-hmm. going to go straight on up to the fifth floor. Bing. And put a picture up there for you. Oh. This, this is like current state what it looks like. No, my no yes and you know there's no like electricity right there's no electricity in this place yes there's no electricity i have a little tidbit about that later actually (laughs) so if the last level didn't scare you enough this one is sure to get the job done well the fourth one didn't because there wasn't anything in there i'm at the third (laughs) (laughs) this floor consists of two nurses stations a medicine room pantry linen room and two medium-sized rooms on either side of the nurse's station one of these rooms room 502 is notorious for being extremely haunted (laughs) it is the room that every thrill seeker coming to waverly wants to see why sabrina because there have been tales told of the shadows being seen in the windows Whispers of disembodied voices, and people have even been rumored to jump from the windows to their death. Uh-huh. Many rumors on this floor um, have been told that this is where they kept the mentally ill patients, like TB patients, whenever it was Waverly Hill Sanatorium, a TB hospital. Um, but that has since been disproven. The patients on this floor were not insane they were not mentally ill nor were they confined to their rooms they could roam the halls of the hospital just like everybody else um in this room 502 according to the legends a nurse was found dead in 1928 she had yeah she had hung herself from the light fixture in the room she was 28 years old pregnant and unmarried and it isn't know how it wasn't known how long she had been hanging there in the room before she was discovered. Oh my god! Yes. Oh and no! That is not the only tragedy to strike on this floor. Of course not. In 1932, another nurse leapt from the window and fell to her death onto the patio. Get this, in room 502, the same room. Why? Well, it isn't known why she jumped, but many people have speculated that maybe she didn't even jump and maybe she was pushed. Many people have said that they see a woman in white walking through the halls on the fifth floor. But what's even creepier is some people have said that um, when they were in room 502, they had this odd urge to jump from the window themselves. We're not going in there. I know. I don't know if there's like this kind of, you know how when you walk into a haunted place, it can kind of manipulate your feelings. We've heard about that with a few places. Like um, Mm -hmm. one of them was the Haunted Road in South Bend. What's Mm -hmm. that called? Can't remember what it's called. Oh, God. I can't remember either. That sucks. We can't remember that. Hold on. I'll look. Primrose Road. Yes. Okay. Yes. Primrose Road. Like how people feelings kind of got manipulated on that road Mm -hmm. that's kind of what this room reminds me of it manipulates people's feelings to make them feel to do something that they shouldn't (sighs) be doing and maybe it's a demonic spirit in that room i don't know but i don't like it (laughs) well often the words get out are heard 
when people want to step inside this room. So there's warnings. Just listen to them. Also on this floor, it's worth noting that there's another kid ghost named Bobby. So three kid ghosts. I can't do kid ghost. I don't know. No eyes, no rolling of the balls, no nothing. We're not going to be dealing with Bobby. Mm -mm. Steer clear. Mm -mm. No, thank you. Well, Savannah, we've made our way to the roof. Raise it. Yes. At the rooftop of Waverly Hills Sanatorium, it's kind of like this bonus haunted spot. Many children patients once received sun therapy on the roof. Remember how we talked about that? Mm Mm-hmm. Many visitors have reported hearing the chilling song ring around the rosy, despite there being no one visible to sing it. Oh, my God. Another spooky aspect of Waverly Hills um, that you actually mentioned earlier, Savannah, is that it's been without power for years. And this excludes the exit signs because they, like, mandatorily have to have exit signs on the doors. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Still, many people report standing outside of Waverly and seeing lights on in the windows. Oh, my gosh. How did you have a hospital with no lights? I mean, candlelight, I guess. Well, I think there was electricity whenever they had the hospital. But since it's been abandoned, Mm -hmm. they didn't reinstate the electricity whenever the Mattingleys bought it. Because I think they kind of wanted to keep that spooky aspect of it. No, ma'am. No, there's no electricity. No food. Yeah. Yeah. None of it. None of it. (laughs) So, Sav, what do you think? Do you think it's haunted? Yes, absolutely. That place is creepy crawling with critters. Creepy crawling with critters. (laughs) And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, Sabrina. I mean, like, sure, we'll grow, but I'll be like in the middle of the pack, not the first and not the last. But I also have to be in the middle of the pack, too. And then it, what if other people have to be in the middle of the pack? And then we all have to be in the middle of the pack. That doesn't work Ashley out. Ashley will go well. first because she's not as creeped out. Okay. So I think she would go in the front. Who would go in the back? <laughs> I think Bree would because she's she's a, um, a slow be stroller. The yeah, she'll be taking photos. She'll be like, guys, look at this. She is a slow stroller. You're right about that. I love that about her. Mm-hmm. I I want to go, but honestly, I'm very, very, very scared to go. I think it we should, even though I don't want do to. I'll do it. For you. For us. For and our for listeners. And for-, for our listeners. <laughs> and for Ray. Go, Ray. <laughs> well, Sav, how many days are left until Halloween? It's funny you should ask because it just appeared on my screen that there's 197 days until Halloween. You're welcome for that research. Thank you. Which means that if you want to go to a fun haunted house around Halloween, check out Waverly Hills Sanatorium because they do a yearly haunted house in October. So take advantage of that if you live southern Indiana or in Kentucky near Louisville. Or in Sweden. Or in Sweden. Great point <laughs> for our Sweden listeners. Swedish <laughs> listeners? Swedish. I know things. <laughs> well, if you like this episode and you liked getting chilled to the bones with Savannah and I, you can give our episode or our whole podcast a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Facebook. 
You can follow us um, on Facebook at Slightly Scary Podcast, on Instagram and TikTok at Slightly Scary Pod, and on Twitter at Slightly Scary 13. Until next time, keep it scary. Slightly scary. The doctors believe that exposing the infected lung, infected lungs, frick, if I could speak, homeless people, homeless people, homeless a lot of Pokemon Go was played there. Probably, I could imagine. I could imagine us picking up a Bulbasaur out there. LOL. Um, Many children patients once received. Oh my god. I just saw Gage in the background and I got so scared. I know it's his bald head, right? It's reflective. <laughs> that was so scary. I'm sorry, Gage.